Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. As always, I'm Amy, and we have Joe Hello. and Johnny. Yellow. And we are continuing our vacation summer. Our summer vacation, you might say. Hey. <laughs> Before we do that, though, we have an actual trailer to talk about for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, yeah. When was the last time we actually talked about a trailer and talked? I think we talked about Thor, the Thor teaser the, trailer, two the, weeks the in a last. row. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new Thor trailer did come out, but Johnny is the only one that watched it. Joe, you know, Excellent. never watches the trailers, and I am deciding this time to not watch it. Is there any particular reason, Amy? Um, I kind of want to be surprised. Yeah, it's nice. I love Thor Ragnarok, and I watched every trailer, but I'm like, okay, it's going to be Taika, and I kind of know the vibe, but I want to be more surprised. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Marvel just take my money. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to see it. I, I don't already need know to I'm be gonna sold like more. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I point to Thor Ragnarok as the movie for my explanation of why I don't watch more than the mm-hmm. first trailer, and it's because wouldn't it have been an amazing experience if you didn't know the Hulk was going to be in it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that still would have been. I want to say the Hulk was probably still in the teaser, if not the first trailer, which I I do always he, watch. Yeah, he was in mm-hmm. every trailer. Yeah. So there's a good chance that my policy still wouldn't have worked, but it also allows me the chance to not try to figure out to to construct the movie in my mind to not be sitting in the theater thinking okay we saw this in the trailer so this must be coming still in the movie later uh and it's mm-hmm. it's nice it's nice to go in fresh mm-hmm. yeah would you have been able to cut at least a teaser trailer from ragnarok without having the hulk in it i think so spoiler alert listener although i know our listener has already seen doctor <laughs> strange in the multiverse of madness but i feel like all of those trailers did a pretty good job of hiding nope. the main antagonist no 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 Oh, no, the main, I guess the main antagonist, because there was some trailers that spoiled a specific scene. Because oh. I knew that that scene, I knew that that was going to happen. Mm. At least not everybody in that scene, but one specific person. Oh, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. I mean, we can say it was in the teaser, but they didn't show him on screen, but you could hear his very characteristic voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the main antagonist, I went into the movie thinking, okay, it's Doctor Strange versus evil Doctor Strange. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, because... I had thought that it was going to be that as well. I'm trying to I'm trying to phrase my thoughts without spoiling anything because it is still a fairly new movie. Yeah. For anybody, any listeners, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're doing this for you, okay? For you. (laughs) But yeah, so we have an actual trailer. Speaking of Avengers, Mm -hmm. it contains an Avenger. And it is made by people. And it is directed. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, wait, he's not an Avenger. Hey, he is owned by Disney now. Johnny is getting his handsome Mm. Ryans mixed up. He means Ryan Gosling. Damn it. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) He was blindsided by Ana de Armas. Who was? Who was? I usually am. Sometimes all I have to do is think about her and I'm blindsided. True. I am, in fact, though, blindsided by America's ass, who is the Avenger in said movie that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. With his, uh... His trash stash, which I think is wonderful. His trash stash, his very weird haircut, and the dad polo. Oh, uh, so I was wondering if it was dad polo or if it was um, douchebag college preppy polo. Maybe both. No, my dad has that polo. <laughs> it's just not as tight and form-fitting on him sure. because he's a dad. Sure. He's sure. not Chris Evans. Nope. Um, but yeah, my dad has a polo very similar to that. What is this movie? The Gray Man. Sorry, we, we totally we forgot to introduce. Yeah, we, we, we got blindsided by... Ana de Armas. And America's ass. Yeah. And America's um, ass. Um, 
So this is what is this is a Netflix movie? It is a this Netflix, is a Netflix movie right? directed by the Russo brothers, and it was written. I can't remember which Russo brother wrote it, but he co-wrote it with two other people. Uh, Joe Russo, and it was co-written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, or maybe it's the other way around. But mm-hmm. I thought that the trailer kind of buried the fact because they said directed by the guys who directed Winter Soldier and Captain America: Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame. They kind of mm-hmm. buried the lead that Marcus and McFeely wrote all of those films too Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like uh, why not just say the filmmakers behind these movies are written yeah well because I guess colloquially people who aren't in the quote industry say filmmaker is the director when the filmmaker is really literally everybody everybody's who's behind the camera the people that brought you all of this I mean basically you're not wrong though because there's a shocking number of people who believe that dialogue is made up by the actors on set are you kidding me I have heard that from many people many times oh my god yeah so anyway that's a that's a rumor maybe we can dispel for any of our listeners <laughs> yeah that makes me sad yeah <laughs> i'm sad for all of the the amazing writers out there yeah if everybody thought well boy aaron sorkin's work really they just get good actors that are so quick on their feet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they come up with such great things to say to each other no i mean maybe but... it'd be funny if the, somebody believed that and then knew who Aaron Sorkin was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can they can know Aaron Sorkin as a director because he's done a couple. He's directed a couple films. That's true. He's directed like one or right? two. He's a or three. Like two. Three. He did uh, the Molly's Lucy. Game? Molly. That was the first one. Yeah, Molly's Game, and he did uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven, and then he did oh, most recently right. um, Being the Ricardos. Being the Ricardos. Yeah. Ah, uh, see, both of those movies I forgot existed. So I was like, he only I would like one. to forget one of those existed, but I'm not going to get into that right now because Joe and I have extremely opposite opinions. On that movie. Also, we're here to talk about the Gray Man. We so are. I... Is he gray? Oh, we're talking about the, the we, so we are talking about the new Thor trailer. <laughs> Boom! Only people who seen the trailer know what I'm talking. You about. You know what? I have seen Not stills YouTube. as best I as I can. I have seen a spoiler to... still. Yeah. Wow. And it looks like Christian Bale cosplaying Mr. Freeze. That's all I've seen. Yep. 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 Yeah, um, I th- I think. I don't know. I've kind of tried to go race it. I avoided it. I saw said Thor. Block it out. Not yeah. even going to look. And I was just scrolling. And I was like, oh, keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Scroll right on by. But yeah, this Gray Man, I heard about it, but I didn't realize that it was done. I thought it was just going to start filming. I didn't realize it was mm-hmm, going to be I, out soon. I got it confused with another film that Chris Evans and Ana de Armas are doing. They're filming right now, where it's mm. more of a romantic comedy kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, which mm-hmm. would make this their third movie together. What was the first? one Knives Knives out. Out. oh yes of course i was even thinking about that today in reflecting on this trailer and thinking it's nice to see chris evans have fun playing a sort of a schlocky villain yeah mm. oh my god he that is the thing that i was the most excited for because i completely forgot that ryan gosling was in this and seeing him in this i was like okay yes i am a million percent sold on this but yeah. i was already sold on it because chris evans and Ana de Armas and the russos but then seeing chris evans look like such a campy goofball villain i was like yes Yes. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And then Ryan Gosling being the brooding drive protagonist, mm-hmm. but having actual lines and jokes. Yeah. Like the one-liner he gives Ana de Armas is really great. It made me laugh. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I'm really excited. Usually, I feel like the Netflix action movies just look like they were directed by somebody who's done a lot of second unit work for big action films, like that extraction. Red Notice. Film. Oh, I yeah. Red Notice. I didn't even. I have. Terrible. Even, even though it's got two of my favorite people in it. Yeah. But 
yeah, I, I was thinking Extraction with Chris Hemsworth, another Marvel person. Mm-hmm. And that looks like a cool action movie, but that's... Didn't the Russos have something to do with that, too? They or might have. Making that up? They might okay. have. They've, they've been producing a fair amount of things. I know they produced 21 Bridges with uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. which I've not seen, uh, but is on I my list. I haven't seen that or Extraction, either. Yeah, but Extraction, it looks like the guys that I yes, went to it, film... It was written by one of the Russos. Yeah, so Extraction mm-hmm. looks like the kind of work that guys in my film school would put together when they were pretty decent cinematographers but couldn't do anything else in terms of character or motion mm-hmm. or anything like that just really was an extraction directed by a stunt coordinator or somebody it might have been or it might have been somebody behind john wick who is also sort of the same deal stunt coordinator director yeah john wick stunt coordinator directed and did stunts for nobody mr nobody or whatever yeah, yeah, that... yeah with Odenkirk movie yeah and i'm looking here the director of extraction was a stunt coordinator on things like atomic blonde avengers endgame and other stuff like that mm-hmm. so they're keeping but it in this the movie the gray man is not like this movie no nope. that movie anyway it looks like it has it comedy looks it looks like it's mm-hmm. got heart looks like it's got cool action looks like it's going to be a lot of fun i'm curious to see the last netflix movie i watched was the adam project which really felt like it was filmed on an empty planet in a ghost town there was yeah. almost nobody in it but the main characters yeah. i had somewhat high hopes for that just because it's got brian reynolds and mark ruffalo in it yeah and it was so flat i had zero hopes for it once i learned that <laughs> sean levy had directed it because i had ah, your feud with re- sean levy continues it does it does if i could somehow arrange a gladiatorial match between myself sean levy and Zack snyder i think i could do a lot of good in the cinema in the cinema world. i don't know joe Zack snyder did 300 so he might have a leg up on you there uh he is an amateur bodybuilder but the trick with those guys is always go for the knees you can't get buff knees everyone knows that <laughs> uh, but Joe I think we talked about this before Sean Levy's doing the next Deadpool movie. I know mm, don't remind him what I hope and the reason why I think Ryan Reynolds chose him is because Sean Levy will just do whatever Ryan Reynolds says and Ryan Reynolds will sort of kind of ghost direct the film mm-hmm. there are a few different kinds of directors out there one of them is the I'm just gonna do what the lead talent massive superstar talent I'm just talent happy to be to here yeah and uh, <laughs> I have met and interviewed those kinds of directors the world needs those kinds of directors too because people like ryan reynolds can't direct the movie and star in it by himself but i think that's going to be the deal i think he's just going to be a bit of a meat puppet for reynolds that's fine yeah so anything else about the gray man i'll say it looks like a hell of a lot of fun but it's funny i feel like we spent most of the time talking about this trailer in talking about other films mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't yeah i don't know what happened in the trailer yeah i mean i think it's based on a novel oh. called the gray man mm-hmm. um, so is ryan reynolds the gray man or is Chris Evans the Gray Man? Or is Anna? Ryan Reynolds isn't even in the this Gray movie. Man. Who was in this movie? <laughs> Ryan Gosling. They're all the same. Johnny's been starstruck by the handsome men's. True. <laughs> yeah. No, well, the other thing is, is I can't, because it looks like two professional killer types going after mm-hmm. each other. It reminded me a little bit of uh, the Brad Pitt movie Bullet Train coming out soon, which I'm also very I excited am so about. I'm excited for that. Uh, that, that. That is that's a good trailer. Yeah, that's a great Again, trailer. Again, another person doing completely bonkers, having fun. Every time I see the bullet train trailer in theaters, I always think, I'm glad Brad Pitt's back to having 
or he started having fun in movies because it was Lost City and it was this. Mm -hmm. He's starting to be in fun movies again, which I'm happy yeah. about. But anyway, <laughs> vacation time. We are doing three weeks of National Lampoon vacation movies. We have done Christmas Vacation. We all loved Christmas Vacation. So now we thought, why not go on an entire three why weeks Why not just of take vacation? a full vacation? Yeah. This but is like a French vacation. This is going to be several weeks long. Yes. yes. Yeah. Called European Vacation. I was going to say it's more like a French lunch break. <laughs> Gone for a month. <laughs> Got him. You roasted him, Joe. You roasted those I think Frenchies. I fried him. Nah, boo. Boo. <laughs> boo this man. But anyways. So we're going to kick it off with the first National Lampoon's Vacation. Starring Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Mm -hmm. Yes, who are in all of the vacation movies. They're the only ones of the main family besides Cousin Eddie who right. are in all the vacation movies. Uh, even even the woman who plays Cut is Cousin Eddie's wife? Well, I said outside of the main oh, family, yeah, yeah. The, the, the four. Yeah, yeah, four. yeah. Because yeah. I know, I um, even though I haven't seen the other films, I'm aware that it's different children in each one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do know also that this movie is directed by the late, great Harold Ramis. Yep. Yes. So uh, how do you know, do you guys, have you seen this? movie before guys i had nope. not prior to uh we had decided we wanted to do this around the same time we did christmas vacation mm. and in february all three of the vacation movies were leaving on hbo vacation? max yes. <laughs> they were going on vacation from hbo max mm -hmm. so in my quest to watch as many movies as possible i watched the three of them over a weekend mm. uh, so i previously prior to that weekend had not seen any of them outside of christmas vacation and then you'd see all of them and now i've seen all of them and now you're a vacation expert and what did you think when you watched them what three months ago yeah it was about three months ago i'm not going to say my opinions on vegas or european vacation yet sure but, spoilers um this one i wasn't like super fond of it uh -huh. it kind of annoyed me and maybe it's just because i love christmas vacation so much mm -hmm. it was so boring and it didn't feel as funny to me interesting hmm. it did feel a little nostalgic in this weird way that i'll maybe once i rewatch it uh, i'll get a little bit more insight into why I feel that way. But mm -hmm. yeah, it, it had this weird nostalgic feel despite never having seen it. Interesting. I guess maybe just for the time period it's set in. It's that a little bit, but also the road trip of it. Yeah. The family road trip kind of thing. Well, because you described going on family road trips across yes. state lines to go to a theme park, which is basically what this movie is, right? Yes. We, we go from Indiana to Florida twice, or no, not twice a year, every other year, so biannually to go to Disney World. Maybe you've already told us this. I'm going to go on a limb and guess that your dad was the type to be like, okay, everybody, we're leaving at 5 a.m. to beat the traffic. Yes. Yeah. Well, he would say 5 a.m., but then we wouldn't leave until 7, which is when my dad probably wanted to leave. It would just take us two hours to get up, get our bags downstairs in the car, even though he wanted us to do it the night before, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you said it was nostalgic. Does that mean that the movie felt in some way true enough to your road trip yes, experience? Yes. I mean, it's not as zany as a National Lampoon vacation. Of course. Movie. You guys didn't get into hijinks? Like <laughs> we didn't get did. into any hijinks. We didn't you make guys... any stops along the way uh -huh. because here it's all about the journey. We drove from Indiana to Florida. The only stops we made were at rest stops and gas stations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see. I see. We never went through any drive throughs or anything because my dad would pack snacks in the car. It's cheaper to pack wow. snacks in the car. You got a cooler full of soda and sandwiches. Wow. There was, a, I think there was, was it John Mulaney who did a joke about? About, uh the dad driving to one a, black coffee yeah that's the one yep <laughs> yep yep 
John Mulaney. Johnny, how about you? Had you seen this film? You said you hadn't seen this before. Nope. I didn't see any of the vacation films. I've only ever seen the Christmas one, and I didn't see that one until I was already in college. <laughs> until um, you were mad, and then it was blinding. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so I, I knew that there was a bunch of vacation movies with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo in yep. them. Um, I didn't really know which ones came first. or uh, So I don't really know. I, I just know that they have those and that people really like this series. I mean, yeah. I was wondering, this was like 83. So uh, I know Chevy Chase has already been, he'd already been in movies and stuff. But was this mm-hmm. his first series, I guess, of movies that he had that he had done? Uh, Caddyshack? Didn't he do Caddyshack? Well, Caddyshack wasn't a series. It I was, think you know, there just was the two. But I think he was only in the first one, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, the, the second one was, yeah. uh, was I think. I uh, know there was Fletch. But right? that was also. Fletch came in 85. And I think there was a yeah, Fletch so I Lives. Was, I think there was a second one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is, this is probably his only series, right? Yeah. Like um, his, fran- his only franchise, I suppose. I was going to say, is Community is his other franchise. <laughs> I um, think they try to forget about him in Community. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think for a lot of reasons. I, I understand that Chevy Chase is uh, less than a joy to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I have like no. I got nothing for this one. I'm going in it pretty, pretty blind. And and do you, are you, so you're not even via osmosis aware of the setup or? Yeah. I mean, I know, like I said earlier, I know they take a trip to Wally World. And that's, that's like their mm-hmm. Disneyland. Yeah. And that's it. And then hijinks ensue. Right. Um, that's about it. Okay. All right. What about you, Joe? I was aware of the series, had not... I, th- I think I told you guys when we did Christmas Vacation that I'd only seen that once I started mm-hmm. dating Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. I had seen the original Vacation on television. I was pretty young. So this young. one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this this one, the one we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen it on television a long time ago. Very, like a long time ago. I was probably 10, maybe? Yeah. Or 12, somewhere in there. So you don't remember any of it, pretty much? Basically, I remember three really big chunks of important story information. So there's not going to be, I don't think, very many surprises in it for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember thinking, eh. Yeah, just kind of, eh. Yeah, just. That's uh, kind of how I felt. Because everyone has this in their list of top 100 or top 50 greatest comedies of the 20th century or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I just did not find it as funny as everyone always says it is. Yeah. And also, I think Chevy Chase is probably one of the top, granted, of the boomer generation. Uh, Chevy mm-hmm. Chase is often considered one of the top comedians of the time. Uh, and I've never really developed a special love for his work either. I have always felt that he yeah. was kind of uh, a little a little flat. He plays the same dude, and that same dude isn't especially he interesting to me. He plays called Gwizzled every time. Ba- well, basically, I mean, Fletch is, he's kind of I a, mean, he's, he's sort of oafish leading man is essentially what he plays just yeah. chevy chase he's just Basically. chevy chase in yeah all of them, which is like joe said oafish leading man yeah the only things i've seen him in is the vacation movies and community and maybe a couple sketches when he was on snl even though i didn't really watch his time on snl all that much yeah see I've, i watched a lot of classic snl i've seen fletch like i said i'd seen this i know i'd seen a couple of other things and i just always just a big old shrug for Chevy Chase for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did always feel a little bit guilty not liking this film more because of Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that's it. Are we ready to see if mine and Joe's feelings hold up? And Johnny, if you find you maybe like this or don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not ready. Look at him. He's not ready. He's not ready. All right. Well, let's do it anyways. Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors. And now, our feature presentation. 
we're back. Boom. Joe, do you remember anything? Did your feelings change? Okay, so firstly, the things that I remembered, I remembered them getting to Wally World and it being closed. Mm-hmm. I remember that very distinctly. And John Candy basically making, forcing John Candy at gunpoint to, to ride all the rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember the woman in the red car, of course, because that's pretty... Mm-hmm. That's, that's, Christy Brinkley. Yes, that is... That was impl- her uh, film debut. Was it really? Yeah. I, that's what the fun fact said. Hmm. I was surprised in hearing that because in the titles it says, and introducing Christy Brinkley. And I was like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'm uh, not the scholar on pretty blonde women from the '80s that I thought I was. She's a model, right? She's not an actress, or she is an actress. And she's a model. I yeah, she's a model. Uh, but, uh. I don't know. Oh, okay. I only really know her from Parks and Rec. Uh, in, in terms uh, other than being a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I remember that. I remember I remember all that. Uh, I remember the station wagon as like a character in the movie. And I think maybe them in the desert. And I, I think that's it. That's all I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, uh, I was actually surprised at how much I laughed and enjoyed the film overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite frankly shocked because I remember thinking the movie was a big old shrug and uh, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but not a movie that I ever considered revisiting. That's mm-hmm. the exact same way that I felt. Really? I enjoyed it so much more rewatching it, even three months later. That's so interesting. I laughed so hard at Clark trudging through the desert <laughs> yeah. and then his rant in the rain in Phoenix. I was dying yeah. laughing at him freaking out. Yeah, I wish I had marked what I laughed at because now I don't remember. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do remember thinking, oh, you can't do this joke about driving into a black neighborhood now. That's not okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I wrote the notes. It was like, oh, black people. Oh, no. <laughs> Roll them yeah. up. Roll them up. <laughs> it's a very early 80s joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although I did enjoy when he asked for help, the guy goes, fuck your mama. Yeah. <laughs> I also like right before that, Beverly D'Angelo is like, Clark, this is the wrong exit, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter as long as we get across the river. And right now, I feel like in this day and age, that joke would be so non-consequential. Yeah. Because then you would have the GPS turn here, get back on this, and then go yeah. here or take these surface streets. Whereas here, they have a map mm-hmm. that probably is not as granular as you would need it to get through these city side streets in St. Louis. And considering how many maps you would need to get from... From Chicago to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. On, on a like I remember level. on these trips yeah. before MapQuest even, mm-hmm. we had the space in between the driver's seat and the console was yeah. just stuffed with maps. We had a giant map book that was two feet by two feet wide. Oh, wow. It was this huge square. Yeah. And my dad highlighted the, the road, we, road we needed to take mm-hmm. and the exits that we needed to take to get gas and yep. all of that stuff. Yep. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it sounds like so awful. It is. It was terrible. I remember we had a um we always had a thomas guide which was a brand of maps in the back yeah. pocket of the passenger seat in every car we had yeah i mm. think that was the thing we had it was just this gigantic version that was east coast yeah. midwest to the um i think alabama georgia area mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking as I was watching this, I was thinking about how difficult travel was before phones. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think we had the same conversation when we watched another John Hughes film, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and, yeah, and yes. how yeah. much travel has changed, how much easier it is in a way, how much safer it is. You can't, it's, it's sort mm-hmm. of, I don't want to say impossible to get lost, but it's a lot harder. I remember yeah. back in the old days, it was, you know, you had the map and then for me, I would write down the route and write down everything and then basically tape it to my dashboard to be able mm-hmm. to look over and be like, nope, that's not the exit yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought this movie's kind of a fun uh, time capsule of what it was like to travel across yeah. this great nation of ours. Yeah. I will say the Beverly D'Angelo, the thing that you mentioned about um, her saying, well, we should get off at this, at this road, Clark. I thought in this movie, Ellen Griswold, was more her own person in this than she was in Christmas Vacation. She pushed back yeah. on Clark a lot. She Christmas Vacation, she's just 100% supportive, trying to make it work. And in this mm. movie... Yeah, I think that might be a difference between... Because this one, it's just them, the four of them. It's very insular. Mm-hmm. And in that one, she's kind of maybe overwhelmed with the holiday planning, all the relatives coming over. So she's just, yeah, sure, go Clark, whatever. Yeah, I. but I think even in this one, she gets pissed off with him when he does some of his stupid shit. And in Christmas well, he does more stupid shit in this one than he does. At least more things where you're like, oh, that's objectively wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Her her thing of being like, oh, why don't we just fly there? And he's like, well, I want to have this family time or whatever. Right. Which yeah. is like, okay. But yeah, at Christmas Vacation, he does a lot of stupid stuff, but not as much as I feel like he does in this one. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it feels, in Christmas Vacation, it just feels like he's hanging up Christmas lights. Oh no, he fell off yeah, the ladder. Yeah, he's falling. That, that yeah, happens. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like he got up there to fall off yeah. the ladder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or this one, he's actively going skinny dipping with some chick that he just met. Is that a bad thing? Is that what he did was wrong? <laughs> was he? <laughs> I mean, his wife's already Beverly D'Angelo, which is already pretty fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christy uh, yeah. Brinkley, don't get me wrong, Christy Brinkley is pretty fine, too. Very fine. But if you're married to Beverly D'Angelo, I mean, you, you might... And, and if you, you like, look like Chevy Chase. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> might just, you know, be a little bit more humble. You're, you're, you're right? saying a that he didn't... grateful. He didn't get the short end of the stick, so why look for other sticks? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. During this rewatch, because I had already watched it, I was like, you know what? They keep putting location cards up. Mm-hmm. I was going to map out the total time it took for them. I just opened up a Google Maps window and I went, they're starting oh. here in West Chicago and they end in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so every time they put a title card up, I would mark a new spot yeah. on Google Maps. That's fantastic. Um, It took them four and a half hours to go from Chicago to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I started doing this, once they get to uh, St. Louis, yeah. Beverly D'Angelo is like, you know, we should call Eddie and tell him that we'll be there tomorrow afternoon. And then Clark's like, no, we have to be there by 10 a.m. But yeah. they go to Dodge City and they spend what seems like a couple hours maybe there mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm gonna look and see how long it takes to get from St. Louis to Dodge City it takes eight hours and 45 minutes mm. or a seven and a half hour flight to go from one state to the other which is not even the same amount of time it takes for me to fly from LAX to Indianapolis yeah. with a layover yeah, that's a... I don't know why Google is giving me that. I don't know. Because it, it did look like it was just a straight shot, but I don't know. Huh. Anyways, four and a half hours to go from Chicago to St. Louis. Yeah. Eight hours, 45 minutes from St. Louis to Dodge City. Mm-hmm. Two hours from Dodge City to Cousin Eddie's. Yeah. And then four hours, 15 minutes from Cousin Eddie's to the campground. Mm-hmm. In Colorado? Yeah. Seven hours and 20 minutes from the campground to the Green Canyon. Mm-hmm. Three hours and 30 minutes from the Green Canyon to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they leave Phoenix, 
Phoenix, Clark's like, it's 10 hours to Wally World, when really it's 5 hours and 45 minutes from Phoenix to LA where they say Wally World is. Yeah. So a total, grand total of 37 hours. Interesting. And by the time they... That's with no stops. Right. No stops either. Right. Because I think they stayed at least a day at Cousin Eddie's because they sleep no, there. No, I think it was they went there for lunch. They didn't sleep there. Oh, I thought they had. No, because I think they're wearing the same clothes and stuff when they leave. They go there, stop, say hey, get food and leave. Because that's what we would do with my um, my uncle who lives in um, northern Florida. Uh-huh. So we would stop uh-huh. at his place for rest, go to the bathroom, eat some lunch, catch up. Sure. And then before driving the three or four hours to Orlando. Mm-hmm. At Cousin Eddie's, though, they do meet baby Jane Krakowski. Which yes, was a yes, I did notice that. And I think that's her film debut as well. Also, mm. the young tongueless daughter is Harold Ramis' daughter. Oh. oh nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. When I saw Jane Krakowski, I kind of did the cartoon rub eyes. Yeah, like huh? the squeak, squeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it looked like, like her. Oh, my God. Like, it looks Why like her. Why isn't she singing but... on a stage somewhere? Yeah. Although, but like as a child, wait a minute, this was '83. <laughs> yeah. she, she looks like super. Young. I mean, she's probably a teenager. Probably, uh, yeah, she's probably like young. 16 or something. I was assuming 13. Yeah. She looks a little bit younger. But yeah. I'm sure she was yeah. in her later teens. I do think that even then, she was capable of delivering the nastiest jokes. That bit about the French kissing uh, and Daddy says yes. I'm yeah. the best at it. That is an iconic <laughs> scene. I and I don't remember that at that all. That was pretty good. That was hilarious. That was it was also it felt like a Jenna Maroney awful. <laughs> thing to say and yeah. she delivered yeah. it in exactly the same way that Jenna Maroney would deliver something horrible like that uh that yeah. was hilarious that was oh, absolutely yeah. hilarious and I don't think I picked up I don't know why I didn't yeah. when I watched this the first time that she opens up a shoebox full of weed and then gives the daughter four or five joints I don't yeah. think I don't know why I never realized or yeah. picked up on that when I watched it three months ago yeah and then she's wearing sunglasses for, for yeah, a good yeah. chunk of the rest of the movie yeah. yeah she's supposed to be high for the rest of the movie yeah yeah I didn't even notice that until I watched this when the cop pulls them over for the dog thing yeah yeah and yeah. she's giving the aunt here hold my purse <laughs> hold my purse i totally <laughs> didn't even realize that either in the first time i watched this yeah that was funny uh-huh. i will say i do wonder where the rest of cousin eddie's children got to because when he shows up in christmas vacation there's only two well i yeah. wonder if it's the same as the rotating kids in the griswold family maybe or i think then in, in christmas vacation they maybe do mention the two older kids are off somewhere yeah i feel like they do say that that they, they might have a lot yeah I, I think n- now that i asked the question i i do think that uh but yeah. then here they had two younger daughters and not twin boys wait do they have twin boys in christmas vacation in christmas vacation they have a boy and a girl okay so maybe the the girl is harold ray Miss's daughter and the boy is the baby but would it have been that long of time i, I mean it's probably yeah, I too much continuity you're thinking too much. You're thinking too hard about this. This is a National Lampoon film. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's National you know. Lampoon film where the kids all changed. Um, Amy, did you spot the giant potatoes and the postcards in the opening sequence? Because I did think of you when those were flashing by. I didn't. When I was watching it the first time, I probably did. I just didn't notice. Um, but then when I turned it on the second time, I kind of went to the bathroom and I ignored the opening credits just because it was postcards and titles and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't need to see this again. I'll wait until I get to the movie part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Johnny, did you did you like this film? Did you find it funny? I did. Um, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Some of the older comedies, especially from the eighties, don't always hold up particularly well. Yeah. Um, and Chevy Chase is whatever to me. I don't really know him from his work as a community. And I, you know, SNL stuff that I've watched here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was surprised at how genuinely funny it was. And I was like, yeah, this is it's it's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't take a lot of. I mean, you know, family road trips. Mm-hmm. I do remember going on long trips, long road trips, but mm-hmm. it was 
always a relative's house or something like that. It was never to a destination for a vacation. Right. When you go to Mexico, do you fly there or do you drive there? I drive there now because my grandparents live relatively close to the border. Mm -hmm. And it's three hours from yeah. my mom's house. It's not, it's not very far. Mm -hmm. um, but before when they used to live in Guadalajara, which is further... Uh, South. Inland, it's it's south. It's on so you know mm -hmm. sort of central area. I would fly, so yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So when I was watching it, though, I was thinking, even though you already said that you guys didn't get into hijinks, this is what I imagined Amy was going through when she was. Uh, <laughs> Amy's got a person. She was lead. when you were well, going to. I mean, once they <laughs> le start leaving Chicago, when the parents are singing, we aren't a singing family. But the fighting, the fighting between the kids, instead yeah. of mm -hmm. the son getting his feet in the dad's face, it would be mm. my sister was putting her feet in my face or one of my sisters got the entire back seat of the van uh -huh. so she could lay out and we would fight to get the back seat or we would complain about that versus having to sit mm -hmm, in the straight up mm -hmm, and down chairs mm -hmm. and sleep in those. I also, Johnny imagined, my mom and I would sometimes go on road trips much more when I was younger than as I got older and we go, or we'd go on camping trips that was something that we'd mm -hmm. do. Uh, not a lot but more than a handful of times um, yeah. but it was just me and my mom yeah. and then the dogs and that's much easier to get along with than mm -hmm. a handful of other human beings. Yeah. And children. And children <laughs> yeah. no less. Yeah. Yeah. I did find the dog bit to be absolutely hilarious. There <laughs> 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 the cops like crying because the dog fucking left the dog on the bumper. <laughs> yeah. When he attached the dog to yeah. the bumper, I thought, yeah, oh, I know exactly like, oh, where this is not, going. This like is it, not going to It unlocked well. a, a memory yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stored away somewhere. Oh, that's it's from this movie. That's where this is from. <laughs> And that whole, yeah. he probably kept up with you for the first mile. Uh, I mean, at least I, I think the only thing that makes it okay is that dog was asshole. I, that shit was hilarious. Especially he's like, go walk the dog or something. Like he yeah. tells the kid and he's like, but he's always biting me. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. just trying to walk him and he's just biting <laughs> his fucking leg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. Fun fact though, guess who adopted that asshole dog after they finished filming this movie? Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Harold Ramis. Oh. Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase. Oh, he, he adopted that dog. And then dog. he killed it. Just wanted to make sure he could off the dog <laughs> legally. Yes. Um, yes. That's pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. I think I might have one fact that I noticed. The voice of oh gosh not Mickey. Marty but, Moose. Marty Moose was absolutely Harold Ramis I think. I think that was Harold yes. Ramis. It was him and it was also that's not one of my fun facts but it, there was also a cop off screen that was voiced Harold by Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yeah I caught that too. Yeah. But I was gonna say one time my mom and I did drive all the way from San Diego to Disneyland and it was closed. Oh no. Yeah. So I've I, What? Yeah yeah yeah. It was it Okay because my fun fact kind of disputes that. So Disneyland was it was basically either at capacity or somebody very very rich had bought it out or it was closed for a private event or something. There were people okay. there but it was not admitting anybody in. Damn. Okay, because yeah, I was like if Disneyland or Disney World or Universal ever closed for cleaning or maintenance or repairs mm. there would be a Disney adult riot. Mm. Like, well, now. People well, like me and Joe would freak out but the script originally called for Disneyland as the Griswold's destination but Disney objected pointing out that they are open 365 days a year which remained true until COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was also thinking, oh, damn, that would be crazy. Because nowadays, if a park's going to close for something like that, you would know ahead of time. It would right? say on their website. You, yeah, exactly. You would yeah. you would have some sort of itinerary or something. But I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I guess you just, yeah, we're going to Disneyland. Disneyland's open all the time, right? They don't close. Yeah. And then yeah. you get there, and it's fucking closed. It's pretty fucking funny. I mean, I think the only time that's ever happened to me is I went to CityWalk to watch a movie. And I was like, oh, Universal's open late. I'll go 
pop into Harry Potter World and grab some dinner. And yeah. I look at the time and it closes at five. <laughs> yeah. My movie ended at seven. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. It's going to close before my movie even starts. Yeah. I feel like in the 80s, back before smartphones and websites and everything else, how many times people did spend a lot of time and effort going to a place, assuming that it was going to be open? How, how yeah, many people right? showed yeah. up Having to a thing no... and it was closed? Because they had no idea yeah. to know. That it was, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, that is that is some insane shit that you think about. Because now if you live in, let's say, Indiana, and if you want to go to Disney World, mm -hmm. or not Disneyland, mm -hmm. um, in, in LA, you would plan a vacation, usually through Disney, the, the mm -hmm. website exactly. or shit, whatever. And you'd have all that information there. But how would you, I mean, I guess you'd have a travel agent maybe, you know? Yeah, but, back in those days. But today, you can even find what rides are closed for refurbishment right now. You could yeah. plan, yeah. you could say, Haunted Mansion's my favorite ride. I want to make sure I go to the park when it's open. And back mm -hmm. in those days, you couldn't do, I mean, maybe you could call, maybe you'd call the park. I guess there would be a lot of people call. That's that's what it was back in the in the day. Either you yeah. showed up and hope for the best. Hey, or you, you open? Ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be there in five days. <laughs> but I mean, it feels more like a Midwest park theme park versus a park in Los Angeles or in Florida because the theme parks around where I grew up, Six Flags, Cedar Point, and Holiday World, which is in Santa Claus, Indiana. Mm -hmm. ah, very fun. Those parks, especially Holiday World, because it's got a water park in it as well, they close in the winter yeah. because it snows. Yeah. And I mean, that's more weather closure versus being closed because of cleaning the park or maintenance or whatever on sure, rides. Sure, sure. Well, it's, it's so funny because... Uh, the regional parks that you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. Sarah, one of Sarah's favorite places in the world is in Pittsburgh, a place called Kennywood. And mm -hmm. there's actually a uh, listener, if you're at all interested, there's a wonderful, I think, brand new Defunct Land episode. It's called Garfield's Nightmare. And it talks about yes. Kennywood. It's wonderful. Oh. I, I watched it today and I just said, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then it was a secret history of Kennywood. And I was and I was like, well, I got I to gotta show Sarah this. This is fantastic. Yes. But yeah, those regional parks, they do close for maintenance and for the season. Yeah. Just like Indiana, Pittsburgh gets very cold and very snowy. You know, actually, I'm thinking there is a couple years ago, I think it was in 2016, I want to say, before I had moved out here, my boss is a huge fan of Disney World mm -hmm. and she had a Disney World annual pass. But one year for spring break, they were down at Disney World with the whole family mm -hmm. and there was a huge hurricane mm. and it flooded a lot of the parks because they're in Florida. Yeah. She sent us videos of their hotel room, like not their hotel room, but the first floor they were on the second floor uh -huh. the landing on the first floor of the hotel room was starting to flood oh. because of the hurricane and i think that's the only other time that disney world has ever closed outside of the pandemic of course as you say that there's the, the stair landing is full of water i'm just imagining an alligator or Titanic. a crocodile swimming in there yeah like crawl or something yes oh yeah gotta watch out for them gators <laughs> and then that reminds me of where that kid got pulled oh, into the, that was the so thing sad. outside of the green floridian yeah the grand floridian right yeah, yeah. and 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 eaten, killed. Yeah, that's true. Although nobody, Brutal. technically nobody dies. He didn't die on Disney property because they don't get pronounced dead until after they are off Disney property. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories mm. about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's Wally World. Wally World. <laughs> um, I did think when they got there, Johnny, and they parked, and it was that whole. Uh, it's got a whole huge parking lot. Yeah, and it's it. and then he and he says, well, "Why are we so far away?" And he's like, "So we can be yeah. the first ones out." <laughs> and all I could think of is when we went to Disneyland and we parked somewhere, and you said, "Okay, everybody, remember we parked in the." Itchy Lot. Itchy lot. <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> um, well, you want to know about that parking lot. You know where that parking lot is. I was wondering. I was wondering because yeah, it's in uh, 
It's the one in Six Flags, right? No, oh. it's Santa Anita Racetrack. And then oh. Wally World, everything Wally right. World is a matte painting. Yes, that I assume. Yeah. Where did they film once they were in the park? That's at um, Six Flags. Mm. Magic Mountain. So filming uh, Santa Anita Racetrack in Arcadia and Magic Mountain in California. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I was... Southern Colorado and St. Louis, Missouri. So yeah. They, did they, they filmed everywhere yeah. that they went, which I think is pretty cool. The second unit did a lot of other stuff. Mainly filming was in California, so a lot of I think some of the sets and stuff were in California yeah. but a lot of the driving shots were second unit yeah I, I was wondering about that it was funny because you said that it felt like a Midwest park and I would say only that it, it still in terms of the look of the architecture the quality of the sunlight that all still felt like Southern California to me um, yeah and and so the whole time I was sitting because I I've, I'm not a Magic Mountain person totally forgot that it even existed until you brought it up just now and so when we were wa- as we were watching this all I could think of was where did they film this <laughs> well I mean it does um, outside of the fact that it definitely feels like it's in California yeah. Magic Mountain assuming from that I've never been to Magic Mountain it feels very much like the Six you Flags haven't? What? no That's I went crazy. to Six Flags growing up and mm-hmm. this feels a lot like Six Flags and I'm not a huge fan of Six Flags mm. they're I mean, very looking at least from the wooden roller coasters and stuff they look and feel very similar to a lot of the stuff at Six Flags and yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not like a huge fan of those kind of wooden roller coasters and mm-hmm. Stuff. Mm-hmm. they don't have a lot I, I love Six Flags because I like roller coasters a lot. They have the best roller coasters out of all of the local theme parks yeah. going up mm-hmm. here. So I used to go. I we used to go to Six Flags all the time. That shit was dope. Yeah, I can't handle roller coasters anymore. Tatsu is the shit. You're flying like Superman. You're oh like yeah, I, I can't do that. No, no, no. Looking in. There oh, is no, a roller was, coaster. That is insane. You will die. I mean, you would die. Literally, <laughs> you would just die. I know you, and you would die. No, there is a roller coaster at Cedar Point called the Mantis, I believe, where you it's either you lay like that, or there's another one where you're standing up and you get in and you straddle this thing and your feet dangle and then they take the floor out from under yeah. you and you ride like you're standing up and I hated both of those yeah, yeah. no <laughs> so, there's so so the Tatsu one they put you in so you're horizontal no you're vertical and then you go horizontal wow the craziest part about that one is the incline up to your first drop yeah you're literally going the track is behind you uh-huh. really on top of you and so your feet are dangling and you're going up and up and up and up and there's nothing in front of you yeah yeah yeah, yeah I can't, and so I can't like, you're just that. strapped no, in no. that shit is terrifying <laughs> oh, but then, I'm having but a then, panic attack right now. After... I'm just thinking about the height on that. Yeah, but then after there's all these twists and turns, and it's it's fun. I, I love that shit. I haven't been in so long, but <laughs> I'd like to go again. We got to take a road trip, guys. <laughs> I've been getting a lot more sensitive to motion sickness lately, mm-hmm. but the roller coaster scenes on my TV were giving me so much motion sickness. Oh, no. Watching really? Them. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. I miss Six Flags. It's made me want to go to Six Flags. <laughs> it's so funny because Wally World, even though it's meant to be like this new feels more like a regional park i was i yeah. thought of the roller coasters that i rode at kennywood with sarah her favorite is the oh my god uh, there's there's one called the jackrabbit which is pretty cool and there's a bunch of little hills the jack things mm-hmm. yeah and there's <laughs> that's a different that's a different park um pay extra for <laughs> hey. that one and then there's another one called the oh i'm gonna get it wrong and she's gonna be upset i think it's called the not the cyclone she even has the coordinates for the roller coaster <laughs> tattooed on her um, wow yeah. that's a fan i know so i feel really bad now that i cannot remember it but it's like twister or so cyclone now you or definitely like gotta that. get it wrong i know but we rode that one too and that one's pretty fun and it's definitely one of those ones where you have to really thoughtfully think about who sits on the inside because one person is going to be slammed into the other person the way that ride works oh yeah yeah and lastly there was one that's called the reaper's revenge or something like that and i, I want to say that's one of the more modern ones 
ones because the other ones are wooden and they're quite old. Kennywood, I yeah. think, is the mm-hmm. oldest operating amusement park in maybe the world, certainly in the country. And a lot of the rides are old, in in good shape, but old. And mm-hmm. the Reaper or whatever it is, is much newer. Kennywood is sort of built into a valley. So this one ride, you go up and up and up. You get so high that you can see everything, including the curvature of the earth. And then you drop yeah. straight down and it goes into the ravine. So you shoot down below the deck yeah. and then you come wow. back up. Uh, that's Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of like uh, at Six Flags, um, there is a roller coaster called Goliath. Mm. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, it was at one time the highest drop of some, I don't know, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It was a famous roller coaster for its size because it had a huge drop. You dropped mm. underneath uh-huh. the pavement pretty uh-huh, much. You uh-huh. went underneath and then you came out. Mm-hmm. And, and that ride is crazy because when you go down it, the drop sort of lifts you out of your seat. So you're, it's kind of like uh, the um, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Gal- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you hover you, a little bit. Where you kind of, yeah, you kind of hover for a little bit and that's pretty much what, except you're kind of going on, a, on an incline. Um, now, now, now I really want to go to Six Flags with you guys. <laughs> I want to see which rides Amy dies on <laughs> and which ones she can survive. We got to make... used to go to Universal Studios in Orlando, we would ride the Hulk coaster four or five times in a row. I loved it, but now even thinking about a roller coaster makes me motion sick. I'm old. Yeah, I know. It happens. Mm-hmm. I will say, so we're talking about these roller coasters and, and this ride. I'd never seen this movie, so Joe, you had said you had mentioned that you had remembered a couple of things about this movie. Yes. And one of them was him holding John Candy at gunpoint as they rode the rides. <laughs> so that funny. shit is hilarious. <laughs> There's one, I think they're riding the some the, the Viking swing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like a boat and yeah. then mm-hmm. goes rocking back. And he's got the gun to him and he's looking out for <laughs> yeah. Lisa or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the kids are like, yay. <laughs> that stood out to me too. And, and say, That shit made me laugh so fucking hard. And then when he's telling Roy Wally at the end and he yeah. says, you know, mm-hmm. oh, sir, I did, I could never ride one of those rides, but then I, I had a really great time on this one and I didn't have yeah. any kind this of problems. I had one of the best times of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forgot John Candy because I did see John Candy's name in the credits when yeah. I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, I forgot John Candy hasn't shown yeah, up yet. Yeah. And then he showed up and I was like, oh, there he is. Yeah, you'd forgotten nice. he'd been promised yeah. John Candy. Yeah, he comes at the very end. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a nice little surprise. It was fun to see um, another SCTV buddy, Eugene Levy, at the beginning of the film too as the yes. sleazy car yeah. salesman. He looks mm-hmm. so different because he doesn't have his signature glasses on. Yeah. But uh, still, perfect Eugene Levy. Yeah, he's always good no matter what. Yep. I did write the first time I watched this. Is Roy Wally supposed to be named after Roy Disney? And I guess we can use this to segue into fun facts. Yeah, go for um, it. The character of Roy Wally was based on a combination of Roy O. Disney and Walt, as well as Roy's son, Roy Edward Disney, right down to the mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they did a nice job of making him a, a royalty-free theme park magnate mm-hmm. yeah he looks like a copy paste of any picture of the disney's the disney men yeah he's got that 1950s shirt on mm-hmm. outfit that you see walt in all the time yep. the mustache the hair yeah in the wally world scenes anthony michael hall is taller than beverly d'angelo in previous scenes with her he was the same height as her or in previous scenes he was the same height as her this is because hall grew three inches after principal photography finished the ending was reshot four months afterward because the original ending had failed with test audiences hmm Hmm. And according to Dana Barron, who originally played, uh, who was the original Audrey, she was the older sister, but in the reshot ending, they had to change it to Rusty being older because Anthony Michael Hall had a growth spurt. Yeah, that's always a trouble working with kids. They keep growing. They keep growing. Oh, I remember one of the jokes that I laughed at really hard is when they're sitting there in the desert. He says, my dad shared a can of beer with me. And (laughs) and then he he fucking drinks the whole thing. And then he just chugs it. And he says something about (laughs) being a man. He's like, I've only been a man for a couple days now, dad, or something like that. 
for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, I didn't pull that fun fact, but there was a fun fact about some of the improv scenes, and that was an improvisation on Anthony Michael Hall's part. That was a great bit. The beer. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Um, in the original ending, the Griswolds are supposed to hold Roy, Wally, and his family hostage in their house, but that was then recreated in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, the W in Clark W. Griswold stands for Wilhelm. Hmm. Image and Coco suffered what is believed to have been a stroke during production. Ramus said they filmed a scene that morning, and by the afternoon, she couldn't remember anything they did. After getting out of the hospital, her and her husband worked together to relearn her lines and get back on set to finish the movie. Oh, wow. This is the, the aunt. Yeah. The bed in the early hotel scene didn't actually vibrate. The effect was done by crewmen laying under the bed and shaking it by hand, and Chevy Chase's shaking voice was pulled off by the actor himself. Wow. <laughs> That was funny. And then the kid just comes in and plugs it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what kids do, right? You know, they're the parents. Uh, tech, tech support. Geek squad. Yeah. Uh, Harold Ramis notes that anytime there is cussing in the film, they had to also shoot another take of the same moment minus the foul language to get footage to include for the film to air on TV. Clark's speech when he is fed up with the family was shot three different ways, with Chevy Chase handling the cussing differently each time. According to Ramis, nothing worked quite as well as Chase going full bore and letting the F-bombs fly. I did really like that. That was actually, that scene was funny, but also- That was the part also, that I think I laughed the hardest at. I, it, it was funny, but it also felt as close to a dramatic role as I've ever seen Chevy Chevy Chase play it just felt like somebody felt real at the yeah. end yeah. of his leash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one more fun fact and then a couple recastings. So John Candy was paid one million dollars for his brief appearance at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Wally World water park in London, Ontario, Canada, which was opened several years after the movie was released. Hmm. John Candy was invited to the opening of the park, but they could not afford his appearance fee. Wow. <laughs> so a couple recastings for Ellen. Kim Cattrall was the original choice for Ellen, and Marie McCormick was considered. Hmm. Uh, cousin Eddie, Robin Williams, and Kenneth Mars were considered to play Cousin Eddie. Wow. <laughs> and then for Clark Griswold, Richard Belzer, Robert Klein, and Bill Murray were considered. Uh, Could you picture that? I can't. <laughs> a Bill Murray Clark Griswold with a Kim Cattrall Ellen Griswold and a Robin Williams Cousin Eddie. No, because the thing is, is I'm, I'm trying to think of it now and Murray never plays a father. Yeah. Well, wow. I think he does in one of his later movies or he's like an adopted father. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, yes, you're right. No, he's never he played plays, like a family man, right? Um, right. He plays Rashida Jones's uh, father in a movie that just came out a couple years ago. Oh, the Apple movie. Uh, or yeah. I thought it was a TV series, but I guess it's a movie. Yeah, that's right. It's a movie. The crux of that movie does seem to be that he was a terrible, absent father. And he's the dad yeah. in Moonrise Kingdom. Is he? Ah, yeah. He is yes. the dad in Moonrise Kingdom. He's the dad he's of the kid that runs away. Uh, well, of the girl. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's rare then for Bill Murray certainly to be a father and, and to be a family well, especially man. Definitely not in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cannot imagine it. It's weird to think also that this movie is just one year before Ghostbusters would have come out. Yeah. To me, there's something that feels modern about Ghostbusters versus this film feels huh. like movies used hmm. to feel. Interesting. I don't know. I, I feel kind of the opposite of that, but maybe that's just because Ghostbusters has been around for me for so long. Well, I think it might also be, that might be nostalgia goggles on my part. Mm. Well, Fair enough. you guys, does this movie hold up? I think 
think surprisingly, yes. I was mm-hmm. yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, and uh, I'm actually now it's only re it's 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 ignited uh, curiosity about the rest of the films. I can't I, I'm not going to assume that the rest will land as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm certainly now far more curious to continue this sojourn into vacation land than um, than I was before. I'm even actually curious about the Ed Helms rusty yeah 2015 Griswold. yeah 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 because yeah I'm curious I'm actually sort of curious about that one now too we're not going to be doing that for this but I don't know maybe we'll no we're not going to do it on this I don't (laughs) I don't want to do it on this (laughs) but my initial does it hold up on this was I really didn't like it I did not think it was good as Christmas Vacation but now I really love it I love it so much I will not spoil what I think about the other two because I did watch those back in February as well but I will be rewatching them before we for the podcast interesting Uh, we'll see if I feel if the the same thing happens or different mm, things happen yeah I'm curious Mm. now this will be this is a whole new level of yeah interesting and I actually I do really like that you mapped their their journey because I think in the movie they they say they have two weeks and by the time they get to Wally World all of that time they have three days they have three days and so they really but then that's also including their drive back because they have to drive back as well ah the return journey yes Mm -hmm. don't they fly back but I think they just fly back they they end up flying back but that's because their car is trashed and (laughs) yeah they're like I just want to go home I was expecting the car to almost fall apart like the Bluesmobile did at the end of Blues Brothers where it's just all of the panels fall off and it collapses on itself spoilers (laughs) I don't think Johnny and I either of us have seen that movie we haven't done that for the show yet no it's on the list to do oh damn it is forget it wait where's Mm. where's my (laughs) men in black flashy thing you guys look right here (laughs) (laughs) ah ah Okay, well, listener, let us know on Twitter, Instagram, if you like the vacation, just vacation. Don't spoil European vacation or Vegas vacation for us. <laughs> let us know on Twitter, Instagram, at Nostalgitis, N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-T-I-S, or NostalgiaFakePod at gmail.com. And don't forget to be kind and rewind. Rewind.